The Department of Justice requests more information about Optum's planned acquisition of home health care company Emeticis. Cano Health announces it will lay off 700 employees as it looks to sell its business. And the Biden administration announces a $100 million investment to grow the nation's nursing workforce. It's Tuesday, August 15th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. Federal antitrust regulators want more information about United Health Group's proposed $3.3 billion acquisition of home health provider Emeticis. United's Optum division announced its plan to acquire the home health and hospice provider in late June, after outbidding national post-acute care and infusion service company Option Care. Optum will pay $101 per share for Emeticis in an all-cash deal. In a Thursday filing with the Securities and Exchange Commission, Emeticis said it had received a second request from the Department of Justice under the Hart-Scott-Rodino Act. Emeticis and United filed the required pre-merger notification forms under the Act on July 5th and received the DOJ's request for more information on August 4th. The companies cannot move forward with the deal until 30 days after they have, quote, substantially complied with the second request, unless the period is extended voluntarily by the parties or terminated sooner by the Department of Justice. End quote. That's according to the filing. Emeticis is a Baton Rouge, Louisiana-based for-profit company that offers home health hospice and palliative care. It has around 18,000 employees in more than 520 care centers in 37 states and the District of Columbia. It stepped into the hospital-at-home business in 2021 when it acquired Contessa Health in a $250 million deal. Meanwhile, Optum finalized its purchase of Emeticis competitor LHC Group for $5.4 billion in February. Cano Health announced last week that it will reduce its workforce, exit some markets, and explore a sale of its assets. On Thursday, the Miami, Florida-based primary care provider revealed in its second quarter earnings results that it had a net loss of more than $270 million in the period ending on June 30th. That's compared to a net loss of $14 million during the same quarter the previous year. Cano said that the loss was due to issues including lower-than-expected Medicare risk adjustment revenue and a higher operating loss, among others. Cano's liquidity as of August 9th was around $101 million, which the company said was not sufficient enough to cover its operating, investing, and financing uses for the next 12 months. As a result of its ongoing financial issues, the company said it is exploring a potential sale of all or a substantial number of its assets, and that it would lay off 700 employees or 17 percent of its workforce in the next quarter. Around 40 percent of the layoffs will be in the markets the company said it will exit, those being California, New Mexico, Illinois and Puerto Rico. 
Combined, Cano has 5,000 total members and 17 medical centers in those states. It plans on exiting those markets this fall. Its Puerto Rico operations have around 8,000 members. It plans on exiting the territory by January. Cano will also consolidate its operations in Nevada and Texas by reducing the number of medical centers in each state. Cano said that it plans to focus on its Medicare Advantage and ACO Reach businesses. This is the latest in a string of bad news for the membership-based primary care provider, which went public with a special-purpose acquisition company in June 2021. In late March of this year, three former directors resigned from Cano's board and called for the sale of non-core assets, as well as the resignation of then-CEO Dr. Marlo Hernandez. Hernandez stepped down from the chief executive role in June. The Biden administration announced last Thursday that it will invest more than $100 million in an initiative to train more nurses and bolster the nursing workforce as the country faces an ongoing nurse shortage. The initiative will be implemented through the Department of Health and Human Services. Nearly $35 million will be available through HRSA's Advanced Nursing Education Workforce Program, with the goal to increase the number of primary care nurse practitioners, clinical nursing specialists, and more. Another $26 million will be available through the Nurse Faculty Loan Program for award recipient schools to provide low-interest loans and loan cancellation to incentivize careers as nursing school faculty. According to the National Council of State Boards of Nursing, around 100,000 registered nurses left the workforce during the pandemic. And more than 600,000 intend to leave the workforce by 2027 due to burnout, stress, and retirement. Perhaps more worrisome nearly 189,000 RNs under the age of 40 plan to leave as well. The state of the nursing workforce has been the topic of the past three graphics of the week in GIST Healthcare's weekly GIST newsletter, which is free to subscribe to. You can find those graphics at gisthealthcare.com in the latest editions of the weekly GIST or under the Insights tab at the top of our homepage. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at gisthealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare Podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.